Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there. And he didn't say this part. Welcome to Databank Brawl, a podcast where we examine two characters in the Star Wars galaxy. Their absolute truth is a character, and then, for our comedic joy, we make them fight. And we discuss who would win in that fight. This podcast is, of course, part of the Force Center podcast feed. Thank you all for tuning in and continuing to make Force Center podcast feed a big success. With me here is my partner in the Force Center podcast feed, Mr. Ken Nabsock. Hey, so glad to be back on one of my favorite shows in the Star Wars <laughs> fandom universe, man. 
It's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we have a a forward looking data bank brawl. Uh, we okay. are still here in the the thrall, the afterglow of the Force Awakens. Right. Uh, we did an episode with Lobot and Dengar fighting the two it. kind of uh, classic sad sacks of the original trilogy. <laughs> And I also wanted to do an episode where we're looking forward. Uh, so all of the information that I pull about the characters comes directly from StarWars.com databank. So it is absolutely canon. It is the freshest truth. And I thought it would be fun to get the freshest truth about characters we're just getting to know. So I picked yeah. two characters from The Force Awakens. We don't have this great history with them like we do uh, with Dengar and Lobot and many other characters. So this one will be a little bit more about looking to the future and imagining who they could be, and what kind of tricks they could pull out when they have a random fight for no reason. Uh, so the, uh, the first character that we are going to examine is one of the characters that I think has frustrated the fans of Star Wars because they want more, and this databank entry is only provocative. We are going to examine Lore Santeca. Gotcha. Or as he was known when we first watched the movie, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and we all wanted to know and looked up Lore Santeca. And I believe since the actual opening weekend of the film, this entry on Star Wars Databank uh, has been filled out. Oh, okay. So here we go. Here's who Lore Santeca is. A legendary traveler and explorer, Lore Santeca is a longtime ally of the New Republic and the Resistance. After the Battle of Endor, Santeca helped Luke Skywalker recover secret Jedi lore that the Empire had tried to erase, and Leia Organa hopes the old scout can now help find her brother. Following decades of adventure, Santeca retired to live simply on Jakku, where he follows the dictates of the once-forbidden Church of the Force, but his retirement is fated to be anything but peaceful. So, to me, wow, there's a lot in there. Like, There's uh, a ton in there. Yeah. Starting with, uh, the main thing is the Church of the Force. Yeah. What is that? And that is that great thing that we've talked about before as a Star Wars fan where you're just like, I saw the movie. I, I digested everything about it. And then you just read some little detail and you're like, by the way, there's a thing called the Church of the Force. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell is that? So we have no idea what the Church of the Force is, but I think the idea is is a little bit of what we got introduced to with uh, Maz of, yeah. I am no Jedi, but I know the Force. Right. And there's and Star Wars has always played around with, eh, the Force is kind of a religion. It's yeah. sometimes called a religion. Like, oh, well, this is straight up. I can't use the Force. Hoagie religions. But I believe in it. Yeah. And after I read this description of Lor Santeca, it made me hear his line in the mm -hmm. beginning of the film differently, where he says, General, in regards to Leia, to me, yeah. she's royalty. Right. Which you can interpret as a reference to being a princess. Right. But you can also interpret as she is a part of the strongest force-using family the galaxy has ever known. <laughs> to me, she is force royalty. She's yeah. like a force pope. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm looking at, on, on – um, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia where I, I love that you get the information straight from Star Wars because that's the source, man. But uh, um, We just, always want more. Yeah, I'm looking at it and it is such a uh, – yeah, the Church of the Force, I mean – the fact that General John Dodonna is the first to say, "May the Force be with you" in Star Wars—that's not—that's that's no Jedi. Yeah, that's a guy. The Rebel Alliance was very aware of the Force as, as this thing you believed in and you hoped was with you. Yeah, and it would, and that it was ultimately a good thing. It was unless a good it's perverted. Thing. Yeah, yeah, unless you take it to dark places. So 
the church of a force, something not introduced until now, uh, it makes perfect sense. To yeah, me. and it pulls in lots of stuff from the prequels. The idea mm-hmm. of – he even mentions balance, uh, yeah. that the force has been out of balance. Uh, and it pulls in all those ideas that this is maybe this is the ongoing actual story of Star Wars is just yeah. trying to get the damn force in balance. <laughs> uh, and who better to do that than somebody who is involved in the once forbidden Church of the Force? Right. Uh, it also just gives us information about like who he is, which I think is gonna gonna come up with mm-hmm. uh, his fighting prowess of what he does. He's described as a scout, mm-hmm. but it also says that he helped Luke recover secret Jedi lore that the Empire had tried to erase. Right. I think that helps really clarify some people's confusion. That the map is not a map to Luke Skywalker in The Force Awakens. It's a map to the first Jedi Temple. Correct. And that's why Laura Santeca might have this information, because he's traveled around with Luke, yep. discovering old Jedi stuff. You're 100% right there. And uh, I can hear you out the audience calling right now. Yes, I hope we get a Luke and Laura Santeca buddy comedy. <laughs> Absolutely. comes around. I want to see them in a space Corvette, mm-hmm. spinning around space. Um but uh, so also they describe him as having a lot of adventures. So mm-hmm. you could interpret this character as a peaceful old man who is a member of a forbidden church, or he could be an adventurer. You know, I can right. see him traveling around with his staff, ready to whack people, <laughs> just like right. Ray does too. Right. Well, I I've, I'm reading the novelization of uh, the of the Force Awakens, right. and uh, I believe he's even referred to as like a soldier of fortune. Yeah, and I get that vibe that he has been around, he has seen things uh, mm. after many years of traveling and adventures suggest that he's not right. just baggage along for the ride. That I've he's... traveled too far and <laughs> seen too much to ignore the despair in the galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he hasn't I, – I don't think that he has been watching Ray because I feel like he's had adventures and he just recently settled down on Jakku. Yes. Which kind of uh, pops the balloon of he is there just to watch over Ray. Yeah, I still can see why people, why you'd say that, especially he was so close to Luke. And if Luke knows, it turns out if if, if it turns out Luke's like, oh, Ray's finally here, then I could see some credence in Lor Santek is watching Ray. But he was f- kind of far away to be yeah, watching. He wasn't Rey. doing a good job of it. Yeah, and he doesn't appear to be a force user. He doesn't appear right. to be force sensitive himself. Right, and it doesn't seem like he has any kind of direct communication to Luke anymore. Yeah, he could yeah. probably travel if he wanted to see him, but. Yeah. So do you have any other gut-level emotional reactions to the character of Laura Santeca when you saw him in the film? I do. Uh, Max von Sydow was so happy when he was added to the cast, and we were all wondering what he was going to play. And I I wanted more, and I thought – I think we discussed in other episodes that uh, uh, – Force Center that I thought – I thought Max von Sydow was going to be like a Tarkin type of leader, maybe an old Jedi. And then when you saw him – in in the Force Awakens, and I was very nervous the first time. And the first line of dialogue is, "This will begin to make things right," which I believe is very intentional. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, Cito's got the accent and everything. I was so nervous. I was like, "This scene's not working. It's not working. It's not working." <laughs> um, in my subsequent viewings, it's it's one of my favorite moments of the film. Cito is is in just in these moments is is such a classically uh, great actor that uh, it reminds me in Wayne's World too where they do the quick scene where they sub out the day player for Charlton Heston <laughs> yeah. and it makes it that much better so it works for me and so I, I have a warm place in my heart for this character I know hardly anything about yeah and there's so much intrigue and I don't you know, will we get the answers of it? Like, I want the answers of Lor Suntech and what he and Luke did, but I'd almost be okay with if we never really hear. Yeah, he's a little bit mysterious. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, he has his just this great air of authority. And, mm-hmm. you know, watching the film again, I feel like, and it's not just Max von Sydow, mm-hmm. uh, it is the that character. That that yeah. character is the one who's like, no, I got the real info yeah. about what's going on in the galaxy. I know who you are. 
mm-hmm. know who you were before you were called Kylo Ren. I know the truth of your family. I know the truth of the Force. And it has this weight of conviction. Like, if, yeah. if it had been uh, done differently, he could have sounded like a crackpot. Yeah. Like, Church of Force could be like Church of Scientology. But right. with this, it's this authority of, like, this is the truth, and I'm not afraid of you. I'm not running from you. I'm not hiding from you. If you yeah. need to be a sniveling brat and cut me down, do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he puts his hand up, but but in general, that's sort of like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not running. This is my home, and I'm going to stand up to you, and I'm going to... And this you know, is my fate. And this a is little a, bit yeah. of like an almost, uh, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I yeah. don't think he did. Yeah. But, uh, no. but a little bit of that sort of like, eh, yeah. I'm not afraid of you at all. So I think he has his great uh, authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am waiting for his action figure. His oh, action yeah. figure at the time of this recording is not out. Yeah. I can't fully picture in my mind what he's wearing. But when I tried to picture it, it is a little uh, retired beach bum. <laughs> it's a little uh, kind of a caftan. <laughs> a little bit of wasting away a Margaritaville. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. And I want to be able to study his clothing more and see if I can get more hints about the depth of his character. Yeah. From all of yeah. the, the folds of his robes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's an intriguing character uh, just because you, you go upon first glance in the theater, you're thinking, oh, it's, it's old wise Jedi. We got another. And then to learn that he's not. Nope. He knows the force. He's a soldier of fortune. He's traveled. So yeah, that figure definitely is. A, it, it, it's going to be. It's going to be one of those uh, niche figures that I think uh, some people might be like. I don't want the old guy. Yeah. But you and me are like. I'll take three. Yeah. <laughs> and a, a character that is kind of new to the Star Wars galaxy. And for our next character, mm-hmm. also a little bit of a new vibe to the Star Wars galaxy. Tasu Leech. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what StarWars.com databank has to say about Tasu Leach. The leader of the Kanji Club, Tasu Leach is a brutal street fighter. Leach grew up on the hut colony world of Narkanji and refuses to speak basic, dismissing it as a soft language for soft people and preferring to let his hut splitter blaster rifle do the talking. Leach and his fighters confront Han Solo aboard his bulk freighter Angry that the Corellian has twice failed to deliver promised cargo. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I've just learned now where the term Kanja Club comes from now. Yeah. Yeah, that it's from. I didn't know that was the planet in our Kanja. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that makes more sense to me. I loved it. I had no problem with the name. Yeah. I have more problem with the Guavian Death Gang, <laughs> though. I think the name's fine there, too. Yeah. But, but, uh, it's like Studio City Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly what it is. Um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great diverse character. Um, I, I wonder, the, the, the speaking, refusing to speak basic is interesting. Um, cause I was kind of wondering like, uh, why, why he didn't get that chance, the, the actor, but uh, uh, also, uh, the actors from the, uh, um, Ewan, uh, Ruin, R- Ryan, I can't say, but he's from the raid, raid two and all the right. stuff like that. So, uh, all those guys in that scene were, so I was, I was a little, when he only spoke the English, English, uh, a- a- alien language, I was a little like, Oh, like, okay, interesting choice, but then yeah. to write it like that and explain it, and that's part of the character choice, okay, I like it. And it's in quotes, which is rare for StarWars.com databank. Soft language for soft people is in quotes, is in that's a thing that he would yell at you in hut. Like, <laughs> don't come at me. That, don't, don't come at me with your whiny basic. That's yeah. a soft language for soft people. Um, yeah, and going back to the Raid thing, I don't know the Raid movies, and I know a lot of people were bummed out because it's yet another in the huge collection of criticisms of Force Awakens where I wanted more of the cool thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where people were bummed out because they knew th- these guys from the Raid were going to be in the movie and they didn't do much. Did that yeah. affect you? No, I mean, I, I'm I'm uh, not as uh, familiar with the Raid movies as like uh, Josh Tappy is or some of the other guys though, that I know uh, from Schmoville and Screen Junkies, but um, uh, I'd known about them enough and seen enough of what they had done that I, w- I was expecting 
expecting a big fight. Yeah. I was expecting a human-on-human fight, which may be another reason I really don't like the Rathars. Yeah. I think they got in a way with what could have been a pretty great moment, though. Kanja Club had no one really to fight. Finn, Ray, Chewie, and, and Han couldn't have probably given him the fight that we wanted to see. Yeah. But I think casting, again, expectations of what we think the movie should be uh, going in. Yeah. And the character Tasu Leach pops up as a Lego figure in the Millennium Falcon set. Oh, wow. So that was the first time we all kind of like, oh, that's okay. That's one of the raid guys. And he's okay. got a name and he's and, and he's got something to do with the Falcon yeah. and Ray and so. So I think we all were expecting that, uh, but I'm okay with what the moment we got. It's an interesting character. Yeah, we still get Han punching somebody in that scene. Yeah. So we do get we get a tiny bit of fisticuffs. Yeah, uh, and he does certainly come off as menacing, much more menacing yeah. than the Guavian Death Gang. Yeah, yeah, the Guavian Death Gang. I love them. And, you know, I love things in Star Wars that are bizarre and weird. Yeah, uh, but it, they look like they could also be on an episode of Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I even in looking at the Visual Dictionary uh, to get on those characters like. I don't know if they're robots or not. I, I think those are masks. Uh, I think they're robots. I think I read yeah, okay. uh, recently on Databank but when it's... I was making my choices for this year episode. <laughs> so Tasso Leach is a good choice. So Tasso Leach. And Interesting. The other th- so yeah, so it suggests a great background for him. Brutal street fighter. Great. Grew up on a hut colony world uh, so that you get the picture of this is a kid who has always had it rough. Right. And has had to fight to survive. And that won't even speak basic, uh, you know. And we know the huts are generally not nice to the people in their employ, and not nice, right. especially to other species. So the fact that his giant blaster rifle is called a hut splitter, yeah, that's pretty cool it's, and badass. Yeah. Uh, in, in just also just visceral and evocative and kind of gross. Yeah, a hut splitter. A hut. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> in that in that sound there. There are a lot of noises implied. Yeah. By Hut Splitter. Uh, so, do you have any other emotional reactions to the character of Tasu Leech? Nothing, uh, nothing overly, definitely not the impact that Lor Santeca had emotionally. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you this um, um, if I don't think so, but if Tasu Leech survived the Rathtar somehow. I'm trying to remember if we specifically saw him being grabbed. I don't think so. I think we might have seen him being grabbed, but I don't know if we saw him devoured. Right. So if that character is still alive and there's something yeah. that he comes back to, I don't need everyone from seven to appear in eight again. Definitely not the Guavian Death Gang, but um, um, uh, I'd be okay with that because the character. The actor portraying him and just the, the the look and feel of the character, even not knowing this stuff about the hut splitter and all that stuff, it's a character where you're like, all right, I could get I that there's something to that story, yeah, and I could see it, it would make sense and I'd enjoy it to come back. Yeah, and part of the fun of this year podcast is mm-hmm. trolling into the Star Wars dot uh, com databank and beginning to learn. Do they sometimes just kind of flesh it out for fun, right. or is this amount of detail about his backstory an indication that? There's some canon that that we've missed that's already there, or is right. there some canon that's coming out that's going to spend some time right. on uh, Narkonji? Yeah, like he hasn't uh, appeared. Um, there's some those, those side books. The the he's appeared in Han and Chewie Return and the Perfect Weapon, which is I believe the Luke book. But those are not even the main, uh, main yeah. novels. And I think the, I think those aren't even the the YA novels. I think those are a bunch of short stories that are yeah. only available as downloads. You can't buy them You're physically right. in the world yet. And there's a You're ton right. of those. So maybe I will start to take it out. If Databank has fleshed out somebody this much, maybe there's a, a short story out there that you can find something to come, uh, yeah. in, in sort of a Kindle download world. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to dig into some of those because there's a lot of great stuff with the side characters in those short stories. Um, 
so yeah, I feel like this is a, a fun representation. I talk about uh, Star Wars, like the A story is the Jedi and the Force, and the B yeah. story is the, the scum and the bounty hunters, and this is a straight up new character from the A story Jedi world, and a new character from the B story scum world, and they are going to fight. The grimy, grimy world. All of these fights are going to be ridiculous, and on <laughs> almost every pairing, there's going to be someone who seems... That person should be a smear on the wall. Yeah. So we, we're here to give yeah. hope to the hopeless yeah. and rack our brains is, is there any way aged Lor Santeca, who we do not believe is a Force user, right. could possibly stop himself from being split like a hut <laughs> at the hands of Dasu Leech? I, so, no. I don't. <laughs> Just no. Right? I don't. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks there, for no. listening. We're going to wrap up. I'm, try, I'm trying to wrap my head. I mean, we got... A ninety-year-old soldier of fortune. Yep, but that's in his past. Being generous, he's a he's a ninety-year-old soldier of fortune, yeah. uh, traveler, adventurer, but definitely in his past. Now, and and what I don't like about Tasu Leach and get and and what I don't like about Santeca's chances against Tasu Leach is I don't think Tasu Leach gives a damn about who you are. No, and he's got a hut splitter. He's got a hut splitter, and he feels speaking in basic is weak. Yes. He's not. Laura Santec is not going to be able to talk to him about, like, well, let yeah. me tell you about the balance of the force. Right. Lasuti, I think, is like, or Tasu Leach, I think, is like, shut yeah. up, F you, give me my money. Give me my money. Yeah. But what we have learned in the brief moments we have with Tasu Leach uh, on Solo's Freighter is there's n- a lot of talk. A lot of talk. But hesitation to act against someone he has some fearful respect for. It's true. He could have just come in firing. He could have shot. Yeah. Did they really think Han was going to give them their money? Did they go there to collect money, or did they go to there to kill Han and Chewie? And I think the answer is B. Yeah. So you do that, and you face off with him. Right. But he does let Han sass him first. Let's him sass him first. Yeah. So there is some hesitancy. So let's let's uh yeah let's dial this back for a moment as we get into our fight yeah and figure out where this is happening. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Where, where are these two titans <laughs> encountering right. one another? Uh, I think if it's going to happen, if we're trying to keep it within canon, as we know now, Force Awakens. Yeah, let, let's keep this canonical. <laughs> <laughs> be awesome. If something we said on the side here suddenly becomes canon, like Abrams was listening. Yeah. Ryan, uh, I, got a, I got an idea for you. <laughs> Do you listen to Data Bank Brawl? <laughs> uh, no, but Trevorrow does. Um, I think it's at NEMA Outpost. Okay. I think Senteca made one of his rare trips in to to maybe trade some stuff. So with this is a little before The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. Uncar okay. plot stuff. Yep. Um, Tasu Leach is out there at the Western Reaches uh, looking for some junk. Okay. Maybe he's looking for Solo. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he knows the Falcon's there. Maybe, maybe he heard. Yeah, maybe he's going to take the Falcon from Uncar Plot. Yeah, maybe make he's some money. like, mm, I know Uncar's got the Falcon. Maybe uh, I can draw out Solo. Yeah, I think that's, they're. Yeah. That's a great point. It yeah. seems like a lot of people. In the galaxy, know of the Millennium Falcon, and it seems like it's only safe there because yeah. people just are like, Jakku, the graveyard? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing there. It's like the Queen Mary. Yeah. No, not really, but kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so I think that's the setup. And Santeca's just going in there to get some half portions and, uh, you know, do some trading, catch up. Now, I don't think uh, Laura Santeca would have any respect for Ankar Plot. No, he'd have zero to little patience. The only civilized communications he'd have with Unkar are just based on the fact that Lord Santeca is civilized himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's only saying hi because Santeca's capable of overlooking Unkar's disgusting nature to, yeah. I'll be pleasant to you because I have to. Yeah, I think if he's in Nima Outpost, I think Lord Santeca is doing something like, I'm trying to build a space flute. <laughs> or get some chimes or something really pleasant and going with the force, easy going. Do you have any space junk that I can make a flute out of? My 
My chimes are broken. <laughs> These new chimes will begin to make things right. Yeah, that's right. It's absolutely just... So it, that's it, why he's there. His little hut is yeah. out of whack. Yeah. The, the feng shui is off he's in his totally, hut. And totally. he's going there to fix up. So he, he shrugs his shoulders with a sigh. I got to go to Umkar Plot at Nima Outpost. I have no respect for you. No. But I will take your chimes. Yeah. Keep your portions. Yeah. I'll give you a portion. Uh, okay, so we think Lorsenteca is at Nima Outpost yeah. to get some chimes. Uh, we think Lasu, uh, Tasu, Tasu Leech, I keep saying Lasu Teach, Tasu Leech <laughs> is there to get a, maybe a lead on the Falcon. Yeah. Maybe just keep it for himself. Maybe for leverage on Han Solo because he's yeah. just so had it. Yeah, and I don't think he, he likes or respects Unkar either. Yeah. But I think Unkar Plot's got enough baddies around him that he's protected and Tasu's, this isn't a fight he's going to pick with Unkar. Yeah. Um, but he... Uh, yeah, he, he he doesn't respect him enough. He's yeah. going to be aggressive with him. Too. Yeah, because I think Tasu Leech, from his description, has two fighting modes. Like, yeah. I think he has throw the blaster down, don't worry about the blaster, and just punch. Yeah. Punch and fight and brawl, that's a way of life. That's like sleeping and eating and yeah. defecating to him. It's like, you just, you fight sometimes just to keep your edge. Just to do it. So, you know... And then I think he's got the, well, no, I mean business. I've got my hut splitter. Right. I'm not messing around. Right. So I could see him coming to Nima Outpost and like, I'm going to beat up some of Unkar's pathetic thugs. Right. Just to kind of keep myself in shape. Just to do it. But if he's there to get the Falcon, he's, he's going to have his blaster and he's yeah. going to be ready to go. Ready to do it. And okay. ready to play play ball a little bit with Unkar and whoever <laughs> he's running into. So what is, how do, how do they come in conflict, these two very different people there? One, one there just to get peaceful chimes. Yeah. The other loaded up with a hut splitter uh, by himself. I'm going to say he doesn't have the whole kanji club with him. Yeah. I'm just going to say because he feels yeah, like he can handle this fair. by himself. Yeah. yeah. To be fair. Uh, how does a conflict arise? I, I think there perhaps might be, um, I think Santeca is in line to buy some chimes. And Tasu Leach is cutting in, into the line to talk to Unkar, but not cutting in front of Lor Santeca. He's cutting in front of some of the other citizens and denizens of the scavengers. Yeah. The scavengers. Um, not Ray, but it could be. But um, uh, And I think Santeca's like, hey, sir, we don't excuse do me. Yeah. There's a line. Yeah. And I think that's where it would start. And then the the, the fists start flying. Tassel okay. goes, yeah, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> The closest I can uh, to to uh, to him speaking Hutties to Hutties and, and Norkanja or Narkanja. <laughs> uh, so, how in what galaxy is it remotely possible that Laura Santeca has something up his sleeve? What resources could he possibly call? And see, I I believe that he is capable of defending himself. He's not a lover of violence because he clearly is on the light side of the force. Right. At least the force should be in balance. So he would certainly defend himself. Have you ever seen those YouTube videos of this thug picked on a, a World War II veteran and what he didn't expect happened next? Yes. That's where I think this is He's going. got judo. He's got like the judo sort of, yeah. I'm going to use your anger and aggression against you. Yeah. Uh, yes. He would try to get the high ground, <laughs> morally and physically. I've been around the galaxy, and I know that you need the high ground. I think so. I think Tasu's gonna Tasu is gonna be like, "Excuse me, I'm cutting in line. I don't give a damn what you are. I've yeah. got I've got this hut splitter." Yeah, but he's not gonna use it because he's by himself, and there's some people who knows. And yeah. pull, he, he doesn't, doesn't want the fun. Because uh, he not because he's nice, but because Tasu Leach has he, he he's not here for this, but he certainly will fight. 
Um, so he's not afraid of it. So I think Santeca is going to stand in front of whoever he's cutting in front of. I think Santeca, I think he's the type of person who wishes he could travel without a weapon on the lands of Jakku. Right. But he's smarter to know he needs one. He has to have something. There's something yeah. in that cloak. Yeah. Okay. So what? So yeah, I think he's got uh, something sort of uh, like two short staffs. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. M- maybe not sharp. Yeah. But otherwise, like if you if you're gonna have two, uh, what what are the ninja turtles? What is that size? S A I. Is that yeah? How you say them? Size. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think not not sharp, but like yeah. two little batons. There's the word I was searching oh, okay. for. Okay. Well, yeah. Two I, I little have some batons. Yeah. Two little junk batons. Gotcha. Two make sense because that's balance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, right. So he's got those in his robes. <laughs> yep. In his in out. his space caftan. <laughs> pulls them out. Uh and I think he's got he's got a judo attitude towards it where he's going to let this furious street brawler yeah. come at him with everything and yeah. he's just all about dodging in defense. He, Santeca knows he's got to pick his moment. Um I have been around Judo Jean LaBelle, who's uh, who's well into uh, his 80s, got to be, I think. Uh, correct me out there if I'm wrong. But he is one of the toughest men in the history of, of movies, professional wrestling, Judo. One of the reasons Ronda Rousey is as good as she is. One of the reasons Rowdy Piper was as good as wow. he is. Uh, I've, I've been around the guy. I've met the guy. Um, seriously, I, I'll look it up, but I believe he's in his 80s. I wouldn't fight him. Yeah. I wouldn't fight him because I, I could think even in my youth, even though I'm untrained and I'm, I'm, I'm f- coming up on 40, but I'm still young enough to – I can get this. and I, I can move around. I can shuck and jive. All it takes is one shot from Judo Jean LaBelle and I'm done. I'm right. probably dead. Okay. I think Santec is that guy. He knows he can't get in a, in a hand-to-hand, massive, long-term fight. He's no. not going to be running around. But he's going to wait, and he's going to stall as much as he can with Tasu Leach. Going to try to talk to him. Sir, we don't do that here. Don't cut in front of the nice space lady. And he's already getting ready because he knows ready. where it's going. He knows what's coming. He's been around the world. He's seen a lot of things. Um, and Tasu Leach is going to be arrogant enough. Right. Because, again, he hesitates. I think, it, like a lot of bullies, he's got some fear deep down inside. He's smart enough to know that Han was dangerous, smart enough to know that if you mess up with Chewie, you're dead. So Tasu's going to try to bully this old man into submission. Because, again, he's not here for that. He's here yeah. for Unkar. Um, and that is when Lor Santec is going to be, I gave you a warning. <laughs> Boom. One shot from Santec. one shot. Okay. Not dead. Leech is not dead. Yeah. But he's knocked out. He's unconscious. Something like that. At least dazed. Done. So, yeah. I think maybe he, maybe he can't take him out all the way. But I think yeah. uh, pulling from what we know, we know that Laura Santeca understands the force. He understands yeah. both the power and the danger of anger. Right. And he realizes that anger can focus you or it can just make you foolish and full of yourself and egotistical. So maybe he knows the angrier this guy is. Yeah. He's not even going to be able to focus his attacks. Right. And we also know that Tasu Leech is distracted by things in the environment, <laughs> like Rathars. <laughs> right. Though, though many could argue you should be distracted by Rathars. Absolutely. But he has a hut splitter in there, and the hut splitter is a powerful name. It makes I read the name hut splitter, and I just want to say, this, the guy who has a hut splitter can defeat anybody. But that hut splitter did not help him. Against the Rathars. You're very right there. He was distracted by the chaos. I think he's yeah. a focus guy of like he sees something he doesn't like and then he just ravages it. But yeah. he's got, you know, tunnel vision. Yeah. In Lor Santeca, he's he, he sees the big picture. Absolutely. So he thinks I can enrage him. If I can enrage him, he's then good. he'll be a clumsy idiot 
And and I loved. I'm drawing all these weird pop culture comparisons. It's it's like in in uh, Steve Martin's version of Roxanne, where <laughs> in the bar scene where the guy playing darts and challenges Steve Martin um, uh, to the twenty insults. Yeah. Um, and the guy's about to pick the fight, and and uh, uh, Rich Snyder and Kevin Nealon have the run in at the beginning of the movie with Steve Martin. So they're there. Snyder's there. Snyder's there. And and actually, in the background, is going no. No, I think Umkar or someone there is trying to get Tasu's attention going, no, not this guy. I know what you're thinking. Not – boom, too late. This isn't worth any portions. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fight him. I love Umkar's voice and it sounds like he's always about to throw up. I'll pay for him. Let's <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. So, yes, I think this is indeed what we're saying is that – Laura Santega has been around. He knows the galaxy. Tasu Leach is powerful, vicious, yeah. but angry and unfocused in that Laura Santega would be able to see him coming. He would yeah. be able to use his knowledge and his slower but still swift reflexes to at yeah. least ding Tasu Leach enough so that then Laura Santega could run away yeah. in full of fear and panic. So. We're saying that he would win, but then yeah. he, he would just run. He'd know to get out. He would know. Who, who knows? The rest of the, the kanji club is coming. Yeah. That hut splitter is going to be coming out any moment, and he yeah. knows enough to get out of there. Get out of there, and then Tasulich is going to come to. He's going to wake up, kind of not remember what happened, but be embarrassed enough to get the hell out of there. Yeah. I think Tasulich is going to beat up at least one person there. Oh, yeah. And then Some say, innocent's going to get it at yeah, that point. Yeah. Anybody who talks about this ever. Right. In basic or Hatties. If any of you soft people use a soft language or a hard language to say that an 89-year-old just goaded me and then whacked me with a space baton while buying chimes, yeah, I will murder everyone on this planet. And oh, I think, yeah. you know, when he leaves, Nima Post fears Tasu Leach, even though he got his butt handed to him by an 89-year-old man <laughs> wearing space robes. Just wanting to buy wind chimes. <laughs> he just wanted to buy wind chimes, everyone. So, see, at the beginning of this episode, I thought there was no way no that Lars and Decca could possibly survive this battle. No way. We talked ourselves into it. Feel free to think of your other scenarios and uh, feel free to tweet at us what scenarios in which uh, perhaps this uh, battle might turn out differently. Because I can imagine that there'd be others. But I, I'm thrilled with how this uh, brawl turned out. If there are other battles that you would like to see, mm-hmm. specific characters that you guys would like to fight, uh, please tweet at ForceCenterPod and use the hashtag DatabankBrawl. Just let us know what characters you'd like to fight. We're going to do some obscure characters for a while, but then eventually we're going to do some big characters. Who knows? Maybe someday the first Death Star will fight the second Death Star <laughs> in fisticuffs. Who knows? Because anything can happen here on Databank Brawl. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 